Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. And welcome back to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. This is Chris Parker, and I have Duncan Oyevar, who is running openbook.works, which is a, well, we're going to learn what it is, but it's really about bringing the mission of business savvy into every boardroom. And while I was chatting with Duncan, I was like, well, aren't boardrooms already full of business savvy anyways? And I hope to wrestle with that sort of dilemma when we get into the conversation. So Duncan, welcome. And can you share with us to kick it off? What is it that, that you do and why are you doing what you're doing? Okay. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me in this uh, podcast. Um, uh, long story short, uh, I worked for an engineering company. I worked for an energy company. I did a lot of people with uh, deals with a lot of people, and uh, I was always interested to bring people to a higher level. You know that uh, they they were saying I cannot do that, and you know just by a little bit coaching, some sort of that bring them a higher higher level. Uh, I had some managerial roles, and especially the last one I had, it it frustrated me that we were not using all the capability for our employees. Uh, for instance, somebody who was uh, a facility manager, uh, and I, f- I found out he was already 20 years the chairman of a shooting, uh, of a shooting, uh, how do you call it, uh, party for range shooting mm-hmm. um, uh, with 200 members. So he had he had a much better capability or capacity, and, and we were not using that. And I'm not saying that we are abusing it, but just to make people proud to say, hey, this is what I do in my spare time, in my private time, and I can use it also for my work. So why don't we know that, use that? Um, and I said, we have to change it. And um, I, I think we should be much more transparent about the challenge we have as a company when you're a director or an owner or a manager. Share it with your employees. Don't be afraid about that. And, and also show them how they can have an impact on that. Um, Duncan, I'm yeah, curious, you, you started with um, sort of you, you're, you're motivated in, I think, I think you said getting the most out of people. Why? So, so why is this important to you? Because there's a lot of executives and managers and people out there who aren't so interested in that, in, in really, you know, unlocking that potential. Yeah. So what, what is it about you that has made this your focus? Uh, maybe I had I had good uh, teachers or masters or in my work environment that slapped me on the shoulder, kicked my butt, so to say, you know, and say, you can do better, you can do better. And maybe that's the way I'm, I'm raised. I had some beautiful and, and very intelligent people that gave me the opportunity to, to learn and to fail and to stand up again and sometimes kick my butt uh, when it was necessary. Um, but it brought me to a higher level. You know, and I'm still very grateful to those people that they, they, they gave me that opportunity. Uh, it may, may be a better person, personally and professional. Mm. Um, so why don't we do that with other people? Because it, it makes everybody better. It makes our life much more easier. Uh, it makes more fun. Uh, um, and, and people want to contribute. Mm. You know, if, if you ask somebody, hey, how's your business going? And they, they're proud to tell about it. How's your job going? Well, this and this. And, and what, what bothers you? This and this. Okay, let's talk about it. And, and you bring people to a higher level. They, they, they start walking with a smile around in the office. And that, that makes such a change. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not talking about 
let people go or say, okay, they have to find it out themselves. But it is more about coaching, about supporting them, facilitating. What do you need to achieve your goals? How can I help you? I think that's so important. So that's where I started and, and I left the company. Um, I started with OpenBook.Works in 2011. And it's about uh, creating business SEFI teams. And well, Chris, well, well, what does SEFI mean for you? What does it say? Well, for me, savvy has something to do with wisdom and intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, people who are very savvy have have discovered or have developed their character in a way that they are are aware. Um, and I think for me, savvy also has some sort of seductiveness about it. Meaning, meaning, you know, people who are, you know, if that person is really savvy, then then it's like somebody you hold on high or you have you know, hold in a high esteem. So there's a lot of different. Mm-hmm different definitions. There's also sort of a um, intellectual definition. So like if, uh, you know, um, you know, Jack Welch, I guess from, from GE, maybe not the most cuddly person, but probably business savvy because they, you know, has, has been around the block, you know, a exactly. couple of times. So exactly. I'm curious, what is, what is, um, what is your definition of business savvy? Well, I'll come to that. But, but if I would say to you, Chris, Hey, you're a savvy guy. It gives you a good feeling, doesn't it? It yeah, does. I'm sure. I would take that. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I'm trying to think. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> so I'm like, well, am I anti-savvy? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what we and, and 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 that's why a lot of people give us some sort of different uh, meaning to the word savvy, but it makes them feel good. Hmm. And sometimes a little bit negative. Well, it's too smart, you know, streetwise, street fight, that sort of thing. What we're talking about. Uh, business savvy and what we mean b- about that is that people understand the strategy of the organization how they can implement it they also understand the financials the economics the commercial side of the organization how they can work with that and combining that financials and the economics of an organization then you can become business savvy so you know how you can contribute to the higher goal of the organization you know, a lot of companies, they, they, they have their strategic plan. You know, they hired one of the big companies and a huge package of PowerPoint. And, and then they say, okay, let's implement it now. And then they come the Excel sheets, punch list. Everybody is doing it. Does it change the culture of your organization? No. You still have the same culture of the organization. Yes, you have done the projects very well, but you're not achieving your goals you want to achieve. 30% of the change management programs work out, 70% fail. I, that's that, such a pity. That's a, even a higher percentage than I usually hear. You know, like the large scale transformations or at least digital transformations, you know, failures uh, 75, 80% or, or higher. So it's, um, yeah, it's a travesty. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and the human suffering, meaning, not only the executives who are failing on their ambition, but also the humans that are check list, you know, checking off these Excel sheets and, 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 and basically being tortured. Um, yeah, that's not the type of uh, existence that I like to lead. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's a, that, that is such a pity. And by being transparent, and we're not to- talking, I'm not talking about total transparency, not about how much money you do you make. But just the basic numbers of your organization. Mm. What is your revenue, sales? What's your gross margin? What's your EBIT? How's your cash flow? You know, it's so important your cash flow. How does that work? Uh, all those kind of things on the high level. 
uh, that people really start understanding, hey, if I send out the invoice earlier in a good way to the client, we'll get our money earlier. Hey, that saves us so much money. That gives us a good good basis to function, sustainable. Mm. Uh, how can we uh, uh, improve the process that uh, our EBIT will be better? And how can we make our clients successful? I think that's also one of the items in our in our program is that we're not looking at cost reduction and that kind of thing because it gives a negative energy. We're looking at how can we make our clients successful? So it's not about open book works make the clients successful, but our clients make their clients successful. Yeah. Well, I I'm noticing on... And those people that are that are able to watch the video that behind you it says businesssavvyteams.com. Um, exactly. That doesn't say business savvy executives. So actually, this is really around the teams, which I guess could be a bit of a novel concept because oftentimes financial control is the office down on the left, leadership is the office down on the right. Um, and you shouldn't worry about all these complicated things. People just do your job and Please yeah. shut up. Um, what is what is the different way? So how 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 does how does business savvy sort of turn that around or turn that upside down? Well, it, it starts with management. Um, uh, the, the 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 persons you just mentioned from shut up. You know, people are not interested in the numbers. They are not our clients. Uh, the clients we have, they they believe in their employees. They say it's the most valuable part in our organization. Um, what we want to improve. And we did this, we did that, and we want to improve and further. We want to have more entrepreneurial spirit within the organization, uh, more ownership, for instance, that kind of things. Um, then they come to us and say, hey, let's have a talk. And then we explain the program also, what makes it so different about it. So our program is not really about continuously optimizing like lean or, or an agile program, that sort of thing. It's a mindset. It's the entrepreneurial mindset. And what makes us so unique is that we combine the numbers, the hard factor, with the soft factor, the coaching, the change of, of behavior. So also creating a business savvy culture. And where do you do that? You do that with the employees. And um, every time we start within an organization, we hear some, nah, they're not interested in the numbers. And then we start, oh yeah, there are, they are interested in the numbers. Because they have their own uh, profit and loss at home, for instance, their own bank account. They have their mortgage, they have studying kids, uh, they want to go on holiday, they have their hobbies. Uh, they have to pay it also. They need cash on the bank because if the dishwasher breaks down, hey, they call a, a mechanic to repair it or bring me a new one. And, and those kind of things, we bring it very close to the employees also. Say, well, it's not your own P&L, so to say, at home. It's not much more different than the organization. And you really have influence on that. But we're teaching them, and they're also practicing it, how they can influence those numbers. So, for instance, uh, DSO cash flow, day sales outstanding, is, is 80 days, for instance. We teach them in, in their challenges of 100 days how they can improve that. And we, and we see... Unbelievable things that still give me goose uh, bumps. That uh, within two months they can reduce it with 20 days. And then we make the calculations look how much money that you save or how much money you get in more this year. And sometimes that amount is the same amount as the profit of last year. And then we asked, Did you work harder now? I said, No, it was much more relaxing. 
we had fun, you know, and then they make a challenge and they make a scoreboard. In this case, they made a, uh, uh, the, the cookie jar, as they called it, uh, a, a baking plate with plastic cookies on it with the number of a project. And at the end of the month, all the cookies should be in the cookie jar. And, and nobody of the project managers wanted to have the cookie on the, on the cooking plate. And then the, the team took it a step further and they said, let's bake our, let's make our own cookies. So when you were on time, you got a, you got a fresh cookie. When you were too late, you got an old cookie. Mm. You know, and those sometimes difficult things like DSO and cash flow, we, we, we enlighten it, so to say. We make it lighter and we make some fun about it. And, and at the start of the program, at the challenge of a 100-day challenge, they present to the management what they're going to do about cash flow, for instance, if they select that, that, that subject. Um, and they're standing a little bit like, uh, well, this is what we're going to do with cash flow. And, you know, they're not certain about it because they're brand new. They never talked about it. And then at the end of the 100 days, we're standing like, this is it. This is what we did. And this is what we're going to do. Ownership. Ownership. Personal yeah. ownership, personal and professional growth of the employee. It, the, the, the term that's coming to mind, but it's, it's a horribly overused term in, in, in business land, at least, is empowerment. Um, is this an empowerment program or should yeah, we just I'm, avoid that word? I'm careful with that word. Um, and, and that is what, I, what I'm saying that, that, you know, oh, yeah, we empowered our, our employees. Really? Are they really confident and comfortable with the financials? For instance, are they allowed to make certain decisions and do they know what kind of impact it has on the results of the organization? Or is it just window dressing? Oh, yeah, they can do what they want. Um, the other thing is that we bring it the decision making as low as possible within the organization, but they also understand what kind of impact it has on the higher goal of the organization. Mm -hmm. um, we were still of the opinion that management is setting the direction and the goals of the organization. The employees fill it in. So it's, it's top down and bottom up. And that's, where, and that's where they meet each other. So we are closing the gap if there's a gap between management and the employees. Because that happens a lot. There's a gap between understanding what management is doing and what the employees are doing. I love it. So, and how does the 100 day program fit into this? Meaning, meaning, I guess there's a management perspective on that journey. And then there's an employee perspective on that journey. Yeah. And it must be profound for both of them to go through exactly. that experience. So how, how does that look like, or, or more importantly, feel like um, for those different perspectives as they as they go through the 100 days? Yeah. Um, what we start is with a four-day uh, leadership workshop. Um, so we have a management team, six to eight people. We have a half-a-day workshop, um, and we go through the program. So they experience the steps we do throughout the 100 days and the two-day MBA, MBA, team MBA, what we're doing. I'll come back to that later. So... They make the steps, they make their own scoreboard, and we're also going to look for what is the potential of the program? What do you think we, can we achieve? And that gives management already a good feeling of the program. Uh, secondly, uh, we get a good feeling of the management. Is it just for window dressing or are they really into it? 
The other thing is that we also explain to them, well, this is what we expect from you during those 100 days. So facilitate, support your team, you know, be hard on the matters, but still support them and, and still help them, assist them. And, and be also with, with, with uh, uh, you know, that you say, hey, good job, guys. Very good. Well done. You know, uh, what can we do more? What can we do better? So that's the, the, the four hour workshop we do. Then with the management team, we decide, okay, who would be the best department, division, uh, group of people within your organization to start with? And then we start with a two-day team MBA. It's, it's quite intense, but we make all the steps throughout an MBA course, so to say, in two days. Um, management comes in, at, uh, opens the, the two-day session, and say, okay, with the why, why are we going to do this? We help management with that because it has to come really, it has to be authentic. I also hate that word, but it has to be real. You know, it's not standing like, oh, clients are the best thing, you know, and never spend a day with a client, for instance. People see that. It has to be real. Then in the two days, the team decides where they want to be within the next 100 days. They select, they select the subject through the, the, the steps we make. So, for instance, let's stay on the cash flow item. And it could be also like hit rate or more products, whatever the team wants to decide. But it has to be in line with the 12-month goal set by management. So if management says, okay, we want to sell cars in, in 12 months, don't start selling bananas. You know, it has to be in line. And people understand that. Uh, at the end of the two days, they have certain subjects that we call those challenges. And they say, well, we want to improve this by 10% or we want to have that uh, in place or that in place. And they make a challenge with their own scoreboard. They design their own scoreboard. So there comes the creativity. As I mentioned with the cookie jar, it can be everything. It's up to the team because the team are the owners of the scoreboard. There also starts ownership. We can design the scoreboard, but then it's still the scoreboard of openbook.works. It's not their scoreboard. So they should have the fun. <laughs> After the two days, they presented to the management team. They also asked the management team, if we want to achieve that, please support us in this and this and this. We need this and this and this. So there again, closing the gap between management and the employees. And during those 100 days, we guide the whole process. They see the, 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 the improvement they make. Uh, we talk with management what we see. And at the end of the 100 days, they presented again the results to management. And the team is really a totally different team standing there. They are ownership of those numbers. They own those numbers, sorry. Um, and and it's it's such a um, yeah, how do you call it? Uh, a huge improvement. And and I'm not talking about the numbers, but also how people grow during those hundred days. And and we hear a lot from management that they say. Well, during those 100 days, they came a lot into my office and asked about the business. It never happened. And, it, and some people say, and, and certain questions I was not able to answer. I had to come back to them. And, and that gives a big smile on our face because mm -hmm. then we say, okay, now we're working on something together. Fun with the employees. They see how they can add value uh, to the whole organization, how they can add value to the numbers, how they can add uh, to the engagement, uh, employee satisfaction whatever your name, to the stakeholders. It, it, it's not a lot, only about the financials. It, it's the whole picture where we can contribute to that. How would you describe, I guess, how people feel 
from the beginning of the hundred days to the end of the hundred days? Like what, like what, what, what would you typically, um, how would you, how would you describe that? Cause, cause I think there's, there's probably some factual or objective mm. measures. Um, and then there's also some subjective measures of just exactly joy. Um, or? Yeah, no, it is true. Uh, when we talk about management, they say, okay, well, well you know, we will have a selection through the organization without management people within it. Uh, who would be open for this? But at the same time, we also ask the uh, the person who says, nah, it's not going to work. Nah. You know, and, and those are mostly the most engaged people to the organization, but they brought so many ideas already in the organization were never heard. They mm. say, okay, well, nine to five is my job now. But they're also a little bit the... Um, um, the, the 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 invisible leaders, so to say, as we call them, you know, they have much power, a lot of power in the organization. Uh, and sometimes people are really reluctant, like, what is this? this? Uh, there's sometimes there's an introduction by email or the information. But we also said, had an, uh, a session where people were sitting like this the first uh, two hours. Why is management not here? Why do we have to do it? <laughs> but, you know, it takes some time. But at the end of the day, they were all standing in front of the wall, working on it, showing ownership. The second day, we said, well, maybe you should do it like this and this. And immediately we noted by their uh, body language, we said something wrong. So we had a timeout and I talked to the guy, said, I saw your body language and whatever. Well, yesterday we said it was our thing and now you're telling what to do. I was like, okay, good. Ownership. Yeah. Nice. You know, and, 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 you know, Management said, what happened in those two days? Oh, this is your team. So it, it depends. It depends. Yeah. So I'm, and you mentioned that there is a type of executive who is not your customer, meaning people who just want worker bees and do what you're told. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you describe your perfect customer? Meaning, meaning um, the buyer of business yeah. savvy teams to say, help me bring this into this organization. Like, like what, what, what is the, the perfect? There's one person and, and uh, in those 10 years uh, and, and for me, he was, he was the perfect leader, so to say. He came in every day with a smile on his face, you know, and say, hey, good morning. How are you? How, how was last night? You went to the movie. How, how was it? Tell me, should I go there too? Or is it just, hmm? And he was, the door was always open. And a lot of men say, yeah, my door is always open. But then you still can hit the wall, so to say. Um, but he was really genuine interested in, in the employees. He still set the targets. Guys, this is what we have to achieve. And because this is the reason why. If we want to be sustainable, if you want to keep your job. And, and the, the company was a little bit in trouble. He said, this is what we have to do. This is what we have to achieve. And also... By telling the why, he was he was himself. He said, "Well, this is what, and, and this is keeping me awake at night, and I want you to be successful. This is my only only purpose to be that you are successful." <clears throat> also, during the hundred days, the two hundred days, in the whole year, he was really genuine interested. You know, he came up with ideas, and he said, oh, well, "What's up? What's happening with you? Why why are you looking like that?" And well, it's okay. Well, let's have a talk about it. So, really paying attention to your employees. But still, keep in mind, we have to run the business. We have to make profit. Because if we don't make profit, we cannot make an impact. 
And and that was really a person who said, okay, let's do that. And he was also um, uh, open for learning himself. You know, we could advise him also, coach him also. I said, hey, why don't you do it like this? Oh, yeah, good idea. Let's, let's give it a try. And, and that was really, uh, really a pleasure to work with him. Yeah. And, and, and what, the team went. And the team went. What was the problem you were solving for that that leader? Because it, it seemed like that person sort of got it naturally, but then needed help getting it he, moving. He, he was he was uh, he was raised by the, an organization that was really already teaching their employees the financials. Hmm. So he knew what kind of efforts or what kind of results you could achieve with that. Uh, telling the numbers, how they can have influence on the numbers, understanding the numbers. And he was missing in that organization he came there. He said, if I really want to achieve a, a success with this organization, rapidly, quickly, sustainable, then we have to teach them about the numbers. And so he came to us and said, well, come on board and uh, let's go. Let's go for it. So it's, it's, some, it's, it's, it's a commercial financial engagement. Now, if you look at technical companies, they're very technical engaged. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the commercial side is not developed. They want to keep the relation good with the client. And the client says, well, could you change this? Oh, sure, I will do that. And they've got yeah. to bring the, you know, invoice those extra hours. Yeah. Um, so I'm, it, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the 100 days, and then, and then I want to sort of take the, the lens out a little bit, because I'm seeing on your website that there's master classes, there's apps, and you've been doing work in, all over the world. Um, I'm assuming this isn't 100 days full time. I mean, this is this is a, a hundred days elapsed time, and there's moments in there. So, so I, I guess what would the investment in in contribution of out of time yeah, yeah, be yeah. for a team? Because I think if I was an executive, I'd be thinking, so that's a long time. All right. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We have, we have the two days. That that's mm. uh, for sure. Uh, we do that now online. Um, but during those 100 days, uh, we're not doing a simulation game. It's not a simulation game. It's real with the data of the organization. So, for instance, coming back on the cash flow, how to improve the cash flow. Uh, it starts not with administration. It starts with sales, uh, bringing in the right contracts, contract terms, uh, uh, the address, the name, whatever, all those kinds of things. Do your program. People understand the, the, the project. Uh, that's what administration is ready. So... What we see is that people start using it in their daily work. And it's not like you have to spend every uh, week one day. No, it, it, it's, it's, it evolves in their daily work, so to say. They say, oh, yeah, we have to do this. Yes, they have a meeting together once a week. And we recommend no longer than one hour, so to say. Yes, we have a call with the team captain or the team. And we can do that within that hour that they mm -hmm. have. Or we have a separate half an hour team captain call. Um, during uh, day 50 between day 50 and 60 we come back you know mother is checking your room is your room clean so to say um, and and yeah that takes a day uh, at the end it takes a day a full day where we learn them how to present to the management people come up with slide decks now bring it back to three the rest is details prepare your information prepare mm. your presentation so two days when they have way uh, at the end of a day, so that that's that's four days, and and then it's the work between. It's 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 a team effort. 
you know, and a team can be four people, it can be team, 10 people, not too big, but it depends on what kind of project they pick up. But they normally pick it up, but they also see how it, it, it is satisfying because finally they say, hey, I can change those numbers. I have impact on them. You know, it's, 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 it's in within my circle of own influence. And, and that is so satisfying for the for the employees. I'm wondering why. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I'm wondering why people wouldn't wouldn't sign up for this. Meaning, uh, it sounds marvelous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it is marvelous, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but but it's it, it starts with management to be vulnerable, to be open, mm. and to ask for help, and to be open mm. with the numbers. You know, and and not if nowhere it's perfect. Mm. But let's be honest. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. Just work on it, recognize it, yeah. embrace it. And and how? What is? What, I I I cannot understand what is more fun to work with your team on an issue. Say, hey guys, let's let's do this. And the team is happy. You're mm -hmm. happy. You know, we always ask the question. Uh, it's the thirty first of December, at the end of the year. You had your uh, last uh, party. Well, after. After Corona time, we have a party again. You close the door of your company or your office, whatever. You walk with a big smile outside. What happened? Maybe you had a few drinks. Okay. But what happened? Imagine. And, and they say, well, we made profit and this. Yeah, but profit is a result of. What happened during that year? And sometimes that's so difficult for management to imagine. And like, oh, we had three, four new clients. Uh, we had better relation with our subcontractors or whatever, or our suppliers. Uh, our engagement went up with two points. Uh, that kind of thing. And just by more or less forcing them to visualize that, then they start really understanding. For like, oh yeah, that's what we have to do. Makes my life easier. Have more fun. We have a common goal. Everybody understands it. Everybody understands how they can contribute to that. And it's from the I, I'm always careful to saying, but from the cleaning person, because the cleaning person is just as important as the CEO, because if it's not clean, it has a bad image of the organization. Mm -hmm. But this person, we see that a lot, knows so many things that can co contribute to the organization. Uh, and that's through the whole organization. But you need to be open for it. You need to have the, the guts to do it. Mm -hmm. the, um, I have heard... Like different anecdotes and stories like if you want to see that the culture of, a, of an organization go look in their restrooms and see how clean those are or lo look in their stationary cupboard and see if they have all the cheapest sticky notes and pens or they have the ones that actually work you know you know those those yeah. are those are little clues those little find. things those those little things are yeah. so important yeah. they are so important um so this is not new, meaning meaning you were sharing with me that, that the open book method has is, is been around for like 20 years. We talked about uh, Ricardo Semler. Um, yeah. Uh, um, what, is that, what is that book called again? I forget the... Um, uh, for Ricardo, the, the book. Uh, yeah, but anyways, the... Um, yeah. But what is the origin of this? Because this isn't something that you just made up. This seems to be like a, like a really a no. movement and an, and, 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 and a, a community, if you will. What, is, what was yeah, the, the, the origination the, the, of, the, of the idea? The, the open book management started in 1980s with a company in uh, Missouri. Um, there was a person who bought a company, had a big loan on that company. I think he, he 
it was a nine million dollar loan, and he had about hundred thousand on cash, that sort of things. Um, and and he said, well, the, the only thing the banks are interested when do I get my money back? The first thing is how we work on cash flow. And he said, I couldn't do it myself. I had to do it with the team. So he started educating his employees about, I don't know how many it were, about how to generate cash. And that's how it started. Then a uh, journalist came to it. He called mm. it open book management. And then slowly this movement started you know, to become bigger and bigger and bigger. There's some books were written about it. Uh, I picked it up in 2010, 11. Uh, I, I, I was the aha moment of my life so to say like wow this is it uh went after it uh see what we do and then we started with open book that works and we developed we learned we trial try uh learned and uh we have some international clients working on it now yeah so i'm a mission i'm on a mission to have this uh, uh, business savvy in every boardroom so to say well what a beautiful ambition that is and, and looking at the map on your on your website and again the website is openbook.works um mm-hmm. looks like you've, you've been you've been busy really all over the world um yeah so there's quite an international audience at least you know with my profile there's quite a few people from all over the place listening to this um yeah. so you can you can provide this at a distance um worldwide yeah yeah uh, uh pre-corona we would visit them uh, mm-hmm. these days we do everything online um it, and I'm honest about that. Uh, uh, when you're really live with the team, it's always better than just online. Online works very, very well. Mm-hmm. But it's always nice to be with people, see how their body language is, how they react and that sort of things. The results are still still the same, but for mm-hmm. our idea that really being physically there with the team is much nicer. Because sometimes you have dinner afterwards, you, you learn the people much more better, the drivers, that sort of things. Um, but... It works in every corner of the world, I may say, hmm. because people people are are willing to learn. You know, they're, they're curious. They want to see, they want to have a better life. They, they also want to have a sustainable, that they want to know that is the company still in good shape? Can I buy this new car? Hmm. Can I buy this new house? It's, yeah, it, I love it. And, and based on this, I can understand why maybe every boardroom currently is not business savvy. And also why you're on a mission to bring business savvy into every, every boardroom. So, uh, Duncan, thank you so much. I would really celebrate people to go to openbook.works. That's the, that's the full website. And also yep. on the show notes here, we'll have links to Duncan Oyevar on LinkedIn. And I'm yep. sure you can find it. Is there, is there anywhere specifically that people could learn about open book management or other places for them to, to nibble and snack before they uh, go all oh, sure. in with you if, and your team? If, if, yes, if, if you go uh, open book management on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. there is a, a, a whole overview how it all started. Um, there are some articles uh, in, in Forbes magazine, in Inc., <clears throat> even in Harvard Business Review. Uh, but maybe what is interesting to the listeners is that they can go to our website and there we have our uh, business savvy monitor. Because what we also do is at day zero, we measure the business savviness of the team. And we measure it after 100 days, 200 days, 300 days, each time after a challenge. So it's for free. Fill it in. You can fill it in yourself. But maybe it's nicer to fill it in with your team. We will send you a report. It's all free. No obligations. Don't worry. 
Um, and then you can start a conversation with your team. And it's about six topics, about business savviness, about the culture. Uh, it's very open and we can show you how teams are reacting as anonymous. Uh, but you can see that somebody maybe gave the score number 10 and somebody gave the score number two. So that's where you start the dialogue with your team. Love it. I'm going to check it out. And this is the Business Savvy Culture Monitor, big red button exactly on so. your website. Beautiful. Yeah. I will make sure to put that also front and center, right in the top of the tips of the show notes. Perfect. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I, yeah, I'm loving the story. I'm loving the mission. I can, my own you, personal mission, which is, which is continually evolving, but is to create more joy and meaning in the workplace through the discipline yeah. pursuit of simplicity. And this is definitely in service to that joy and meeting at work. And I exactly. think also making things more simplistic because if people don't understand or if they already understand in, intrinsically what's going on, you don't have to waste all this time and energy trying to convince them of something that they're not understanding in the first place. So it seems so much more efficient as well. So beautiful. Yeah. And, 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 and everybody on each level knows it because we were talking to guys who were standing behind the machines, you know, with big arms and you know, tattoo guys. You don't want to get into a fight with those guys. And you would ask them, is the, is the company making money? They would ask me, what do you think? I'm waiting for my materials. Look at that, at, at the wastebasket there over there. It's full. How can we make money? Yeah. Employees know it. They know it. They know anyway. it. Maybe better than thank the you, Chris. executives do. Thank, Duncan, thank you so much. Thank you for much. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player and download the Simplicity Kit from ebullient.com.